I was so hurt. I felt sick to my stomach. We had a show planned that was going to be about a completely different subject matter. You increased your price. Good luck. You're going to fail, never buying from you again. What <laughs> happened? Take the audience through what happened. I'm Jake the Rover. My life goal is simple. WWE star called Mr. America. My name is Leslie Carls. My nickname is The Panda, and I run this ship. Nick, just Nick. Can I get a Midday Squares? Midday Squares Uncensored. This show is about helping you by taking you through what we're going through and building a $100 million chocolate empire while remaining authentically ourselves and staying true to who we are as a family business. In today's show, we're going to be getting into why sometimes you got to take three steps backwards to go 10 steps forward. It is a hard fucking time at midday squares because we are transitioning from a two square business to a one square business les will take us all through that to start this show yeah but while we're going through that there's backlash there is pressure there is all sorts i mean when we made this decision you make the best decision you can with the information you have but there's many ways to cut it just 20 minutes but we weren't going to make this podcast <laughs> what happened take the audience through what happened so uh this morning we show up 8 a.m to record the show uh jake's here i roll in, um, you know, Jake and I start chit-chatting, uh, you know, and he t- tells me that last night he had a, a good cry. I asked him what's going on. And he just said, you know, the transition's really hard for me, you know, from the two square to the one square. We're, we're getting hit from from all, all, all angles. And uh, last night I was in the, the Facebook DMs and there's a lot of negativity. Um, and then that triggered me because what's I, the negativity? Well, we're going to get into that. But I think what's really important to know is like we're all going through really hard times right now. You know, we're all feeling beat to the ground, demoralized and uh, depressed, slightly depressed. Jake, what happened when I walked in the room? Oh, I was completely demoralized, but I was actually in a decent state at the moment. Uh, it was last night that I had the, the major cry. I had to go in the shower. There's a whole thing that a whole episode at my house that happened. But I got through it. I was fired up. But I, I knew that Leslie was in the DMs last night with me. And we were at, it was like 10 p.m., 10.30. And we were just answering and, and responding and kind of defending our position, not in a way we were attacking people. It was more informing education education. and the problem is there was untrue statements on a lot of the stuff that was publicly on Facebook on our ads on our comments and I was hurt by that because we are not those people that they're trying to say we are that's truly not who this brand is trying to do things to make more money off people trying to do this this these horrible comments where I felt that you know we've spent three and a half years of our our life we've given it up we've sacrificed and I know a lot of people care about that but the truth is is we've given everything we've had And last night I witnessed just negativity after negativity because there's a lot going on in the world right now. And people are angry. They're suffering. And they're getting it from all ends as well. And we're a brand that's loud, out there, real, transparent. And then they're coming at us because they think that we're not being transparent and we're not being real and authentic. That drove me right to the ground. It was like a drill hitting me down. And I just let it all out. I cried. And today, this morning when I came in, it was just about relatability with Leslie. And Nick wasn't here. You weren't here at the time. We were literally talking about the exact same thing. We felt the same way. And that's when you walked in, was we were at the kind of like the the, the, the 60% of the conversation. And you got hit by this tension. You got hit by this demoralization. And you're in a fragile place. And we all are. You're suffering. We're suffering. And it just hit you so hard. So hard. That you couldn't rebound at the moment because you felt probably so bad. So bad. You were suffering from watching us with this tension. But 
in reality, Leslie and I actually got somewhere from the conversation. That's when you had to call a therapy session. Yeah. So emergency. So for, for, we don't, we're not full of shit when we talk about therapy is one of the most important tools. So we had a show planned this morning that was going to be about a completely different subject matter. Um, we started the show an hour late. So as you're listening to this, we're an hour late to starting the show. And the reason is, is we just got off of a therapy session that was triggered by me walking into the podcast room where we record this session and being hit with a conversation of... Um, you know, us being attacked from all ends, which the show will get, we will get into the actual aspects of it. So I got so broken by that. I was like, yo, I don't think I can do the show. Like when you come do a podcast, you need energy to bring to you guys that are listening to it. And so I just didn't feel like we had the energy on top of that. I needed a safe place. We called Jim. We got in on a great session talking about what we're going through. And that's the beauty about the relationship and the takeaway for you is that you could take energy and you can let it do two things to you. You can let it crush you and or you can try to convert it. And I think what happened in the from the moment that you guys started your conversation before I was even here, energy was being built and we've transferred into the show right now where mm -hmm. we're pumped to be speaking to you about the bullets that we're taking the type of verbiage, because could I be honest with you guys? I know nothing. Number one, I dropped my phone in a fucking lake on Saturday. <laughs> this past Saturday, I dropped my phone in the lake. It's at the bottom of a lake. I have no idea. I've had no contact with Instagram. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on in the comments. I don't even know what people are saying, and I'm actually curious to hear it yeah. so we can conversate about it. So, Les, before we get into the backlash that we're going through, why don't we tell the audience what we're going through and why we made the change. So we made the change to go from a two square format to a one square format uh, last year. We had a lot of customers complain that they didn't like to have two, uh, uh, they didn't like to eat their two squares at the same time. So they wanted to be able to uh, resell their product or have individual packs. And we decided to go with individual packs. But that was not the only reason. We ultimately, to survive in this business, needed to go to individual packs and we needed to increase our prices. At the end of the day, when we started this company, we didn't have all the answers. If we had all the answers, we would have started with a single pack from the beginning. But at the end of the day, right now with the world and supply chain and where the prices have shot up to, we don't survive if we remain at the same price point that we were before. We only survive if we do the price increases. And now this doesn't make us rich. This just makes us survive another month, another another yeah. year. You know, this allows us to grow. This allows us to build our margin to where a business needs to be to actually survive. Can I say something on the rich point is, yes, we will get rich if this does work out, but that was true whether or not we did the price increase. The yes. price increase is for survival. The reality is the change right now is, I agree, has nothing to do with becoming rich. It has to do with building a margin that is actually viable for this business to operate. Yeah, and the prices of raw materials around the world quadrupled over the last year. So it, it's no, like, like facts, facts, it's facts. Like you can go look it up. Like it, we're not bullshitting here. And, and, and why I was so demoralized by the comments was because the attacks were coming at that we wanted to become richer and we were selfish and we were just taking advantage of this moment of where the world is. And it's like, 
No, you, if, you, if you've watched us over the last three and a half years, we share the good, the bad, the ugly. We get to the most vulnerable, transparent states. We show our heart on our sleeve. I 100%, and I think at the end of the day, the customer is gonna have a hard time understanding that you know how to build a business, how to make it viable, we burn money every single month, and this is what we need to do to survive. And so we made this change, we bet the farm, we really did, we bet the farm on this change, and the reality is we had to do it or there was no midday squares. So it it is a hard time and it's gonna go through a cycle right now, but it is demoralizing for us, for our teammates, for everyone, right? Here's so, what's fucked up. Here's what's fucked up about it. And it's really a fine line of figuring it out. Because the truth is we could give the customer a price point that's cheaper than we are right now by reducing the quality of the ingredients mm -hmm. we put in. It's, it, we can do that. Yeah. And so the question is like, does the world want to continue to just eat garbage? No, at the a world low price wants point? Their, their cake and they want to eat it too. That's the problem. And so I think at the end of the day, they want clean products. They want better for you snacks. They want functional snacks, but they, 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 they have not identified if they want to pay for it, but they definitely want it. I have a better, I have a better suggestion. Do you want to see a new version of a chocolate conglomerate exist? The current space is dominated by three massive businesses. Respect to all of them, but do you want to see a new one? And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do the impossible, giving you a new version of a chocolate bar, something that is quality ingredients that tastes absolutely epic. And most importantly, has a brand that has a true community. Everything costs time, money, and resources. If we didn't make this change, this midday squares wouldn't be here. We would be doing other things. Yes. Exactly. And you would no longer have that product in the refrigerator in your grocery stores. Which brings us to the topic of the podcast, which is the world is in an area where we allow for the fringe minority to be the loudest in the room. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I want to bring this up for you listening is that I know you're going through the exact same thing. Unfortunately, positivity doesn't take a minute and they don't come and write necessarily paragraphs about why you're so good or what, yes, they happen every now and then. But when people are angry, they fucking know how to get to you. Yeah. They find a way to get to you, they find a way to be loud, and they find a way to dominate the space of the room. And so the question is, is how are we dealing with it? How, what do you think about this fringe minority movement? Because the fringe minority is the loudest and it doesn't just come at midday squares. This is something that's common in the world. How much attention should we be paying? to the fringe minority? And how do we quantify if they are the fringe minority? If you don't agree with something, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. And share your opinion. I'm happy for you to share your opinion. If you don't like midday squares, then tell us. We were curious to know. We actually want to know. You don't like the chocolate? Is it too dark? Is it this, is that? Great, we're gonna learn from this and that's okay. But stop with the stuff of attacking, coming from a place where you don't actually mean what you're saying. You're doing it because you are suffering. This fringe minority is probably the one suffering the most in society. And what they're doing is crying for attention. They're crying to be heard. And I think that we as businesses or we as individuals need to go out there and speak to them, but not with the negativity that they're coming at us with, but with open arms where we can learn, we can educate, we can yeah. inform. And I'm not saying that we're the, we're the best educators in the world. We're not, no. we're not the ex experts. Trust me, the three of us aren't. But what we can do is we have empathy. We're good communicators. We work hard to understand humans 
And what we'll do is as a business, we have a platform to do that. I, th- I, I think I agree. I think there's a lot of anger out there and that's what's what we're speaking about. That's the stuff that hurts us because we're just out here putting our best foot forward and not that anyone cares, but it's, we're still human. And so we get hurt by these things. And I think it's, it's a small example like, oh, uh, you, you increased your price. Um, good luck. You're going to fail never buying from you again. Okay. It's okay if you don't want to buy from us because we increase, but what's up with the good luck you're going to fail never buying from you again? It's just aggressive. It doesn't need to be had. It could be, it could, like, I know one girl, one lady had wrote on the messages, unfortunately, this is out of my price point, but I love the company. I wish you guys the best of luck. And, you know, I'm going to have to make them on my own now. They're not going to be as good, um, but it's just out of my price point. I respect that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful message. Um, you know, and maybe one day you'll come around and maybe one day when we're bigger, we'll be able to make a, an economic, an economical line. But right now with the resources we have, we're losing every month. We're just trying to build manufacturing. We don't have the ability. I think back to your point about why do we let the bright or the fame go on to the fringe minority? Why is it shined on them from a personal standpoint? Not bo- just us, too. No, this it's for is everyone. Common. This is for you. Everyone knows this. You know, they get shot. They get the light shine, and it feels like lightning. You could have a thousand positivities, and then that one negativity will kick over it, and and the thousand won't mean anything to you. I think that's due to the fact that for us, at least as a business, I'm talking about just now midday squares, is we give it our all. We have given our all. We have tried so hard to make people feel something deeply. We've given everything of our energy to make sure that the experience at least, and we're not perfect, but the experience is is of the standard of which we believe is human to human as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that takes time, that takes effort, that takes energy. When you're sitting in your bed at 10.30 a.m., 10.30 p.m. and you care so much to go through the messages, send videos, and actually explain the customer and educate and, and understand and have a conversation, till one in the morning and then wake back up at five and keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's because we care. It's because we want love and we'll put love into this company. So we're gonna give everyone the fair chance of love back. Yeah, the problem is they don't care the way we care and that's, and we still highlight their comments. But I think overall, you know, we do highlight comments. It's our company, it's our baby. We care about it. We We want it to do well. We want people to understand where we come from in our decision making. But I think ultimately, for me right now, I'm just hurting. It is hard for me right now. It is hard to keep momentum. It is hard to drive the company. It's hard to motivate. And that's not just because of the negative comments. It's 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 everything. It's the changes. It's things that we, you know, our our, our forecasts were off. We, off. we overproduced inventory. We have um, so many things that are happening that is equating to me feeling down. And that's, you know, the feeling that I'm going through right now. And it's just... The change is really hard. That's all I could say is there's been, for the last almost four years, there's been really good momentum and, and good times in Midday Squares, and it's been on a, an up an upward climb. And then all of a sudden we made this change, which is like a new product, and now it feels like we're on downwards. And now that is in our head. Yes. But it still feels like it. it no matter what, if it's in our head, the comments highlight it, right? Instead of it, mm. you know, like Nick said, people don't want to focus on positivity. You know, people t- people might be saying, oh, I like the products, but they might not be sharing that with us. So what we're hearing is more negative comments than we're seeing all of, 
you know, out of 100% of stores, guys, that we're in, we're only in 33% right now. And of those stores, we have tags that are still on the product that say $3.99. The product is not $3.99 anymore. So if you see it and you're like, what the fuck? The square is at one square now. It's still the same price. Yeah, you're going to be pissed. For sure. So we're going through all this. We can't push the stores to be quicker on moving the tags. We can't push them to take the product in faster. It will get there. Which is the theme, though, of a slow death versus a turnaround. So where we were before was we could have kept on trekking and not made any changes. But the documentation is clearly telling you, like, you're going to run into a problem at some point. So you could continue lying to yourself for as long as you want, or you can make a change. And I think that that's the point of today's show is to give you the courage to make the hard decision, which is knowing, like, we fucking knew. Think about this. We knew how backwards this was going to feel for us for a minute. Like, oh, yeah. even on our last board call, we I remember us saying at the end, like, we're about to go into uncharted territory till <laughs> September. Like, turbulence is going to hit. And that's the thing. And we're still here rocked about it. And it's only a month in. And it's only a month in. <laughs> but the point is, is you got to take three steps back in life sometimes to get 10 steps forward. I agree, but I, I do agree with that. And I do want to say that b- before you hop in, Jock, is we... We made this decision, but when you're actually living it, it's very different than being like, okay, here's what we're gonna do, guys. Here's the moves. Here's what we're gonna do. It looks really good on you know the paper. The business starts turning around, but doing it, feeling it, being in it is fucking hard. But I agree with Nick. Is if you need to make change, make it. So what we're trying to do as founders right now, like where we're really putting in the work, we're 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 meeting with our business coach, our therapist. We're talking to each other. We're trying to keep the momentum because. If your company is only good in the good times, it's not a good company, it's a shit company. It's when it's the bad times that it matters. Can you rally your team? Can you rally each other? Can you rally everyone to to still be positive, have the momentum to drive the company? Now, Jake, you gave me, you fired me up the other day with the Vans example. Unite around a why and a greater picture. Yes, we're going through shit. Yeah, you know. There's changes. There's tags that are wrong in the store. The there's customers. Shelves are empty. Some shelves are most shelves are empty. What happened? You went. You brought your girlfriend to Air One. Yeah. It, well, there's no product there. I, <laughs> I brought. We went on a vacation, and I brought her. I brought her there to show her how proud I was. And um, there was no product there. And then I went to the other one, and there was no product there. And I was just like kind of discouraged. But again, that was just a, a little kick to the ass there. But um, we have a solution to that. But I think that the, in the end of the day, the truth is, is we're going through shit. But there are stuff that's happening that is good. We followed our gut. That alone is probably the coolest thing and most powerful thing in the world because 99% of humans out there cannot trust their gut. And most of the time, your gut is right in the long term. And I truly believe, mark the words today, whatever the day is, January, June, June, (laughs) July 6th, 2022, we followed our gut and we're staying true to it. We're fighting for what we truly believe in. And at the end of the day, if it all goes to shit, at least we went with what we believed in. The best decision with the information that we were given, we followed. And at the end of the day, we are still delivering a great fucking product because that is our priority. Phenomenal. And delivering and still building a community that we truly believe in and that we truly feel we want to build. And last thing, we hit a milestone. So we'll celebrate something on a high here. We opened our 3,000 store, 3,000 store. 
what that means is when we started, we had three in the first month of August. We're approaching August. Again, no, we didn't even years. have three in the August. We had it's, with Jeremy from Real Bagel. I feel like in September. Yeah, September. <laughs> so we have opened our three thousandths store across North America. That is incredible. Huge. We've come a fucking long way. So whatever's happening, whoever's shouting negativity, and I know a lot of you go through that on your personal stuff or your business. Honestly, don't shine that light on them. Don't let it ruin your energy. Don't let it ruin your thunder. Yeah, and and we're just we're we're an imperfect company still, guys. We we're, always we're will. four years in. We're imperfect. You know, we launched we launched this one square changeover. We launched new formulations. We're we're not perfect, and we're trying every day to become perfect. So we're gonna have issues with things. We're gonna have issues with product. We're gonna have issues with shelves. We are, and we but best believe that we are here every day. Working our asses off, mm. okay? And fighting. And mm. fighting to make sure that we deliver on what we say we're delivering. And we're just, we're, we're doing our best, guys. So I hope that is enough. And if it's not, then fuck. I don't know what is. Don't do that yet. Don't do that yet. Last <laughs> night, just to give a we're funny. We're not wrapping up the show. Just, just a funny example the of, break. of last night. Just a funny example. I was crying so much. Of demoralization. Are we talking about Melissa here? Because this yeah. is a perfect segue yeah. into my mid-show. <laughs> no, but it's too okay, funny. Go, so go. I was demoralized and... Melissa's I was, Jake's girlfriend. Everybody. Yeah, Melissa's my girlfriend, three and a half years. Um, she's been with us for the whole journey, um, practically. Um, so I was crying. I was so hurt. I felt, I felt sick to my stomach, okay? I was nauseous. <laughs> and I had no shirt on and I was panting around. And she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm just demoralized. Everything's going to shit. We're, it, we're, at, we're being attacked by every organization. We're being, we're being, we have legal problems. $300 million lawsuits. 300 new lawsuits. We have everything, the whole nine yards and we're still standing. So she was telling me, yeah, but you're still standing. And I was just like, I was like, no, you don't get it. Like, I'm being attacked. We're being attacked so badly. And I was hurting. I was, I was crying. I was like, she's like, you you're fine. You wanted her to hurt with you. Yeah, I wanted her to hurt with me. So then she's like, you know what, Jake? We're going to put you in the shower. So I went in the shower. <laughs> and I didn't want to go. You didn't tell us that before she put you in the she shower. In the shower. She, yeah. she pushed me towards the shower in a nonviolent way. And she she said, get in there. You're going to feel fine. We're going to get in bed. I'll tickle your back. So I was like, oh. okay. She's giving me all this comfort. I don't want the comfort because I want to just have negativity. I want the negativity. You want to be surrounded by negativity. I want, you I want, want to drown it. I want the negative momentum. I want her to feel my negative <laughs> momentum. So I was panting. I get in the shower. She's standing in the room with me in the shower. She usually does that only when I'm feeling sad. So she, I ask her to do it when I'm in positive. She doesn't do it. And I'm, I start singing the American anthem, and just because it was Fourth of July the other day, and I start singing. And deep, deep down, you want to be an American. And the song, I came on, and I'm gonna sing you the lyrics that I, I specifically yelled so much, as if I was like crying. I was like, "And the rockets' red glare, <laughs> the bombs bursting in air." Gave proof through the night that MDS was is still there. <laughs> oh, say what you say. The point is, is the bombs were in the air and the flag was still standing. Oh. Yeah. That's what's going to happen with midday squares. And like I said, that made me happy. And she, she didn't let me, she didn't let me get negative. And I was so mad that I got into bed. I cuddled. I felt so nice. <laughs> I woke up at 5 a.m. from the Kevin O'Leary experience and he was on Logan Paul's podcast. It motivated me to get up at five sharp. Got up, felt so fucking good. And then Leslie and I got into a little beat down. Nick broke down. We're on the no, show right you now. You know what? <laughs> at the end of the day, like as much as we, you know, like, look, we're going, we're going through so much pain, but like we're able to have a laugh. And I think 
that's important for us. And that's what we've been talking about with our business coach is like to gather. I mean, we're doing founder date night now. We're going to be doing some getaways is to gather together more, reconnect with each other and, and have the hard conversations, talk about the shitty situation, but also laugh and have a good time. Because if it all goes to shit, we're going to be OK. You know, it, 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 it is what it is. And, and you need to have that mentality sometimes as an entrepreneur, as hard as it is, it is to have. But if you know you're putting your best foot forward every day, 150 percent. If it all goes to shit, that is life, you know, babe. and 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 it is what it is, babe. But if it all goes well and you're disengaged, it's not worth it. Yes. So yeah. so it's like if we get, if if we win this company and it grows and again just from a company standpoint and becomes big and we hate each other, what was the fucking point? No. How much of founder conflict do you th- I, honestly having been through this relationship with you two? I now really understand. I really believe that 99% of founder conflict is because people are under pressure cookers. For sure. And have no idea how to communicate. And you kick the dog that's closest to you. This is what we talk about all the time. Like, I feel so bad. I just want to, like, I want to hug everybody and just let them know, like, you guys don't actually hate each other. No. And and you know what it is? I I think this is an exciting point, but a sad point at the same time that's good and bad to it. The good is that I have a lot of entrepreneurs reaching out and saying, do you have, can you give me James, Dr. Gavin's number? And, and, and I do give it to him, but I know he's very, he's extremely busy. I don't think he has, he has to give for his clients, but I'm noticing the increase, the inflow of it. And that's a good thing because people are taking initiative, partners are taking initiative to want to communicate and seek help, right? But that's a sign also that there's a ton of conflict arising from all these entrepreneurs. And again, comes from founder conflict. And it's obviously a thing that's just not discussed enough. And I think you're right, the stat is quite high. I think it's over 90% where businesses fail due to founder conflict, not because the product's shit, not because the margins aren't good, not because the brand's shit, because founders can't communicate. I mean, if we talk about relationships for just two minutes, I mean, it's another relationship. A partnership is a relationship, right? And so relationships are hard, period. Mm -hmm. So the the key thing to a good relationship is communication, right? And having hard conversations. If you're not willing- And extreme vulnerability. And extreme vulnerability. And if you're not willing to do that, you're not gonna have a strong relationship or you're gonna build serious animosity over time. So I think, you know, the three of us, I mean, we've been putting in the work for four years on clockwork mm. and it shows and, and it really does show. And, it, and like example for this morning's conversation between you and I, in six minutes, we were able to go from first stage of anxiety and um, miscommunication to listening to each other learning. and having at learning, listening, then having extreme empathy to then being able to be positive and move on with the day. And then and then wake up wake up someone that was broken down and fragile and, yeah. and re-go back. So all three of us were affected, but yet we, so we, we you called an emergency. You were able to think in your head, I need an emergency safe zone with Dr. Gavin to do this. Even if we had a podcast show episode, you were like, fuck this, I need this for us. Yes. And, and that's even, with all the powerful. work we put in, we still need tools to help us in times. We're gonna need it forever, forever. I believe. Forever, when you're under this level of pressure and bullets flying at you, like, that's like, that's like saying, a you know a person at war doesn't need somebody to speak to even though they're the best trained people in the world and they've been through all the mental like at the end of the day what they go through is still fucked up yeah and they need to they need to talk it through Uh, is it bullets or missiles at you right now everything 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 too right now it's everything i mean we're being attacked by agencies think about it like government agencies 
bounty legal bounty hunters. Yeah, legal, sorry, not bounty hunters. <laughs> no, they're they're legal bounty hunters. They're, they're legal, legal, yeah. So legal bounty hunters, other companies, and people. Like I literally posted on LinkedIn last week a person saying like fuck you go kill yourself you dumb cunt like these are the things oh, that are that's being so crazy. these are the things being thrown at us right now and yeah you're supposed to be like you know like an armadillo to it like this crazy tank armor supposed to be there but they they break through guys as we're you get human it. we're human like they're human we're all human we're all suffering it's reality right now here's how fucked up it is to be in a position of you trying to navigate consumer behavior. Our customers literally use the word guilt-free when referring to midday squares in our reviews. And we have 2,100 reviews. Guilt-free doesn't just come up once, doesn't just come up twice. Hundreds. It, com it comes up a lot as the description. I love eating midday squares. It's like a guilt-free snack. Oh, I don't feel guilty after eating it. The second we use it in an ad, the guilt-free police come out and attack. So the question I have is, in a free society, who allowed for this police to happen? And why does the police think that it's okay to have to protect it when the consumers themselves are using it as the descriptor? And so do they even represent our customer is the question. And this is where you have to make these really hard decisions. And Jake, we're going to probably move away from the ad. So one of our highest converting ads is a word that uses guilt-free. And so the solution that we've come to, I mean, I wrote this little thing to give to our customer experience. Like, yo, this is literally the way our consumers talk about the product. And the best way to write ad copy is to use your consumer's words. And even though we're doing that, we're still getting hate thrown at us for the word guilt-free. And so we're going to try to phase it out and find something that converts just as good. But like, I mean, we've succumbed to we've succumbed to the to the to the police that are that are monitoring the situation. Um, how do brands react when you think that you're consumed? Like when you're in a state of limbo, like who do you listen to, the consumer or these people? And are these people even our consumers? No one has achieved anything significant without a chorus of critics standing on the sidelines explaining or shouting why you shouldn't do what you're doing. So I think that... What is that? That's a quote? No, it's just I've, I was reading a bunch of things and I, last night I was down the demoralization hole, right? <laughs> um, but I think what, what you're talking about with the, with, the, with the wording and stuff like that, I think that you asked why they do it, um, why they have police or who gave them right. I think the desire for attention is driving them because when you put something that is an attack, you tend to get the attention. You tend to get the spotlight and a lot of brands give in like we have been actually giving and defending ourselves in a positive way. So I think that's what they do is, is, is again, tension. So, so where does it come from? Insecurity, which I think is then reinforced by the clicks, the media, the attention. Yeah, I think it's just free speech. I mean, these people are out there saying whatever they want. Like they're gonna, people are gonna speak and it's what we decide to, to listen to, to or not, to value. value, exactly. It's like, it is our choice at the end of the day if we want to do guilt-free and we have to understand what's the spectrum of a turning point from people not liking it to liking mm -hmm. it. And I think no matter what, people are going to make comments on our photos for the rest of our lives as we as we build you know more brand awareness, 
more people are going to come out. I mean, it's 50% of the world is going to love you and 50% of the world is going to hate you. It just is what it is. They're going to hate what your messaging is and 50% is going to love what your messaging is. You, Elon Musk says it best. Go out and do what's, you know, do what makes sense to you first because people are going to throw rocks uh, throw regardless. regardless. Rocks that's either that's way. just the, Pebbles the, the, rocks. the thing. I think the key takeaways here for today's show are be okay with going three steps backwards to go 10 steps forward and be mentally prepared. If you are going to do anything in this life worth significance, expect that a large percentage of the people are going to hate it. And if you are appealing to everybody, you are appealing to, to nobody. nobody. Yeah. And Jake, I know you already read the quote, but you're going to read it one more time. And I want you to really make them feel it. Soon as you are done reading that quote, we are going to end the show with our chant. Let's fucking do it. No one has achieved anything significant without a chorus of critics standing on the sidelines and explaining why you shouldn't do it or why it cannot be done. Mm. Woo! Woo! Mm. Hot. Everybody, on that note, go out and crush it. Three, two, one. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. Midday Squares Uncensored. That's a wrap. We will see you on the next one. Be bold, be brave, everybody. We love you. Love you.